Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Close, close, Mr. Announcer Man. Uh, SP3 is running a little bit behind, just a little bit, tidbit. He will be here. Have no fear, though, because Kate Hensler is here. You know her best from Fightful, Fightful Overbooked. She's on that channel, what, six, seven days a week? What, somehow eight days a week sometimes? You're, you manage to be on yeah, that channel? 10, 11 days a week. Uh, also at the Bark Order Pod on Wednesdays, but <laughs> happy to be there. Happy to be there. Uh. It's a busy time. It's a great time to be in the uh, pro wrestling biz. We are going to be covering everything today uh, from Forbidden Door. We're going to put a a bow on it. We're going to close the door, so to speak, and uh, recap some of our favorite moments. Kate was actually there in Toronto to experience everything in person, including that incredible, and I, I can't even use that word, you know, properly enough, incredible match between Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Just give it all the damn stars. Just give it all the damn stars. Like just every star constellations just pouring in. <laughs> just, just an Omega and an Osprey in the sky off in the distance over Canada next to the Northern Lights from now until the end of time. Uh, we're going to dive into all of that. Plus, so much is on the line this weekend, both Friday and Saturday. Money in the bank. We got world titles on the line, tag titles on the line. Somebody's life potentially could change with that money in the bank briefcase. And I know one person in particular that it absolutely has to go to. Yeah, we're going to dive into, we are going to dive into all of that, guys. Uh, Make sure to get your comments in uh, as quickly as possible Uh, throughout the entirety of the show. We're going to try to get to as many of them as possible, but with so much to dive into in about an hour here, uh, not going to get to all of them. So get them in, get your questions, comments in, concerns for Kate. Uh, before we get into all of that, Kate, uh, for those here in the chat who are new to you, maybe not familiar with your work, I don't know how that's possible. If they're here, they have to know you already. But uh, where can people uh, find your stuff? Sure. So you can follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter um, and and TikTok as well. But I am on Fightful Select on Mondays. I'm on the Fightful main channel Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, doing NXT, ROH, and SmackDown. Hello. And then Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast, uh, talking all things all elite. So busy weeks for me, but it's a really great time to be a wrestling fan right now. It's an absolute blast. 100%. And if you don't follow her on Twitter, please make sure you do. First off, that is a fantastic name, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) That is that is very, very uh, well done. Ozzy already with uh, the prediction in the chat saying uh, Becky will win. Certainly a possibility. I know last night on uh, Raw, there were immediately people after that that summit that were like, oh, well, Becky's definitely new- losing now. And then she's the one that's backstage going face-to-face with Rhea Ripley and dropping one of her truth bombs, as she is known to do from time to time. So going to be a very interesting discussion when we get there. First things first, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. We would not be here. Uh, without them right now they are your number one source for all of your betting needs whether it's major league baseball boxing golf 
Heck, if you want to know who the favorites are for the upcoming pay-per-view this weekend for WWE, they have all those odds as well. Some heavy, heavy favorites uh, this weekend and also some that are maybe too close to call. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all of your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available right from your phone, right there at your fingertips or in addition to using your mobile device to sign up, you can do it on the website as well. If you still use one of those actual like desktops or laptop thingies that are back from my day and age, but uh, get in on the action, make sure to sign up, use our promo code believe that is B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. We do appreciate everybody who is in the chat so far. Again, SP three will be here momentarily, uh, but do us a favor. Make sure to give us a thumbs up here uh, on the video. Uh, and if you haven't already, if you're new to the uh, channel and you like what you hear, uh, go ahead and hit subscribe, please. That would be uh, awesome as well. We're closing in on 600 subscribers. Always appreciate the support. Uh, SP three and myself are live here every uh, Tuesday at two o'clock or as close to it as I can do with my uh, week schedule uh plus uh, interviews with your favorite wwe and aew superstars and don't forget uh the unofficial and totally unaffiliated uh raw pre-show every uh, monday night between uh, jeremy bennett and matt black lost in the mid cards so make sure to check all of us out uh really appreciate it uh no i did not replace uh sp3 ozzy but if i did uh kate would be uh one of the top people on the list Thank I you. Am. <laughs> i'm coming for sp3 man uh. <laughs> I mean, between you and him, you two are the ones that pretty much cover about, I don't know, 85% of the wrestling podcast uh, landscape, I feel like. And yet you guys don't have a show together, which I find is weird. Like, out of all of... I think, I think our commitments are already too deep in for us to, <laughs> to cross over. Like, we're not available at any um, congruent times. <laughs> but I'll sneak on to, to what him and Jeremy are doing one of these mornings. I'll make my I'll make just, a run-in or something yes, just over at Fightful, and- yeah take somebody out with a chair <laughs> virtually if that's even possible. But Kay, let's go ahead and dive in here to, uh, before we get to the money in the bank predictions, I didn't want to spend some time sure. on forbidden door uh, and apologies to everybody, by the way, that we did not do a forbidden door prediction show. I just couldn't make it work with my uh, schedule last week. Uh, try to do as much as I can, but there's only so much that I can do, but that's why I wanted to give some time to it today. And in addition to the Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega match that uh, we saw the main event, uh, featured Brian Danielson, and more importantly, the return of Final Countdown. That was one of one of the moments of the entire weekend for me when Final Count. Like my kids are upstairs asleep. I'm down here in my office, tucked away, trying to be quiet, and like I hear Final Countdown going. I'm just like, yeah, like literally just screaming at the top of my lungs, like a moron. Like, oh god, I hope I didn't wake up my children. But it was. It's amazing how such a small little thing can just add to a moment you get goosebumps you see Danielson's you know smiling ear to ear he's getting his dream matchup here against Okada and then Kate it's it's everything that we wanted it to be it was a technical wrestling clinic like Osprey and Omega was high adrenaline high energy high impact great storytelling this was just wrestling at its meat and potatoes but it was still so so very good and then about halfway through the match Danielson injures his arm and we find out later it was a fracture i do believe is what he said he Mm -hmm. he actually fractured his arm halfway through but the ending of the match even with a fractured arm saw brian danielson tap out okada because he's so damn good he found a way to use a submission hold using his arm and his foot and he tapped the man out who has not tapped since 2015 
Uh, absolutely incredible stuff. And it's like, I'm sitting here watching this happen for him and he wins, which was not only a big shocker. Cause I feel like everybody felt like Okada would go over in this matchup, Kate, but the way that he won. And I think back to a conversation that I had a few months ago. Um, I work for a talk radio station in Cincinnati, relatively well-known. And sometimes our midday host will bring me on to his sports report. If he wants to talk about wrestling and he gave me the, I, I, and believe me, I hate this question and I hate these conversations, but he gave me the Mount Rushmore question, right? Sure. Who's your top four uh, wrestlers of all time? And I'm like, okay, first off, this question is impossible. And everybody always gives the same Mount Rushmore. It feels like, you know, you throw in Hogan and, you know, all those other guys, Ric Flair and Undertaker. And they always mention the same four guys usually. So when uh, I was asked the question, I wanted to go outside of the box as SP3 runs in. And here we are. We are at full strength. Thank you very good much. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Whatever I'm trying to say here, uh, it's nice to have you here uh, on the program. But uh, we're just now, just to get you caught up, we're just now getting into uh, Forbidden Door and the main event, which saw Brian Danielson tap out Okada, even though he only had one good arm in which to apply his submission because he's that damn good. And that's where I'm getting into my point. A few months ago, I was invited under a midday show on 700 WLW, and I was asked the dreaded Mount Rushmore question. And Kate, I'll start with you since you've been here the whole time. The Mount Rushmore answer that I gave him because I wanted to be a little bit different. I said Undertaker for obvious reasons. John Cena. I mentioned Brian Danielson. I put him in there. And just because it was a conservative talk station and I wanted to piss him off, I mentioned Becky Lynch. But I would also like seriously consider uh, putting her in the top four at this point, Um, even though maybe not quite yet, but still I would. So I mentioned her just to piss off her audience just a little bit. but I put Brian Danielson in there and I legitimately got laughed at laughed at for putting Brian Danielson in there at this point, at what point older guys, SP three older guys, you know, people who haven't watched wrestling since Hogan and warrior, these, these kind of people, but I got laughed at regardless at what point With all we... due respect to them. They're idiots. <laughs> and yeah, that's, no, and I look, don't, but again, with, with no respect to them, that's yeah. what I, I get it out of here. I got no respect for that. But it's still it's still a question here because answering that that Mount Rushmore question is almost impossible. But I still feel like Brian Danielson does not get brought up as much as he should be. At I, what point does he get added in there? Like not even I, not even a thought anymore. I, I feel like I've heard him get brought up more now, like more in this definitely after the MJF match, like this AEW run, I feel like people are. I think because of the ecosystem of AEW, I think people started to think back further than WWE for the first time in a long time, thinking about ROH, thinking about his previous work. Um, I There's also so many things that the Mount Rushmore question is, right? Because my favorite Mount Rushmore is different from what I would probably consider the best Mount Rushmore, which is different yes. from your in-ring one, which is different from the most impact on the industry one, right? So. No. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a, yeah, it's a false premise of a question anyway, but I feel like as far as a well-rounded body of work and, um, best at every aspect of wrestling, I, I think it would be foolish definitely not to at least have him in, in the conversation for that. He's, he's on mine now. He bumped, uh, Steve Austin for me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like I, um, it's for me. For for me, because I view it as like from a favorite perspective, it's Danielson, Punk, Brett, and Sean. Like that—that's where I'm at. So, um, 
I, I, I think the notion that you get laughed out of the room on it is people that are not considering the extent of his work from first bell he ever rang to, to present day. Cause it's, yeah. he's been the best guy in every company he's worked. What more are you supposed to want? So I remember, um, I was talking to Jimmy Wang Yang, uh, one time and, and Brian's early career, right. They were wrestling on an indie show and this crowd was booing Danielson out of the building, like did not like him, hated him. And he was supposed to go over and halfway through, like towards the end of the match, Danielson's like, Jimmy, we got to change the finish Hoss. We got to go. And this was early in his career to have that kind of recognition back then to go, yeah. we're going to get shit thrown at us if I win this match. So let's, let's send the crowd home happy. It's an indie show. Who gives a shit, right? Th that kind of angle. That's one of those stories you hear about. And then you see where he is now. SP3 people going again. They laughed at Danielson for going to AEW. This was a man who was in the main event of WrestleMania and he's left because he wanted to go do cool shit like this main event forbidden door against Okada and tapped him out with one good arm. Insane. Absolutely incredible stuff. I'm just going to be very thankful and everybody should be thankful that Rick can also talk about wrestling with people that actually know wrestling like me and Kate and not the idiots that laugh at Brian Danielson being in the Mount Rushmore or laugh at Brian Danielson going to AEW. The people I talked to, they were all happy about that. Like he finally gets to wrestle again. Yes. He doesn't have to do the yes. five moves of doom that every WWE person has to do and make his comeback and just do that or always play a goddamn underdog babyface. Like 90% of his time in WWE, it was underdog babyface underdog yep. babyface when yep. you seen his aew run he showed you different facets in the first three months he showed you underdog babyface brian danielson he told he showed you bully via brian danielson he showed you the american dragon he showed you the yes movement he's shown so much and like I, as a person that discovered the independent scene when i was in high school kind of disenchanted with everything in wrestling especially like wwe and i discovered brian Brian Danielson at my first independent show going against Homicide in New York where Homicide was like the most popular guy and I watched his match with Brian and I went in rooting for Homicide and I was just like coming out of the match I was like no Brian Danielson is my new favorite, favorite wrestler <laughs> I got to actually see him live sing Final Countdown with a couple of other mm. thousand New Yorkers oh. in the Hammerstein Ballroom and then seeing him go to work and just play off the crowd this mixture of like a Ric Flair in 1989 meets William Regal meets Shawn Michaels all boiled into one and then got to see him for the next three years before the final countdown with Nigel McGuinness and then see him go to WWE. He's my favorite of all time. He's the yeah. best of all time. He's on all of my Mount Rushmore's. It don't matter. Brian Danielson is one of the goats. And for the first time in eight years, I saw Kazuka Okada tap out to a one-armed man. And I love the fact that coming out of this, it's very much akin to WrestleMania 27 when The Undertaker defeated Triple H, but Triple H walked out and The Undertaker was stretchered out. Brian got the win, but Okada injured Brian. So yeah. there is the there's the logical story to have the rematch and you could do it in Japan, do it at Wrestle Kingdom for all I care. I need to see it again because I feel like this matchup didn't hit the heights that it could have. We didn't get the classic Okada third act 
of like the 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 near the near rainmakers, the near Busaiko knees, a couple of strikes at the end, the drop kick out of nowhere. We only got like two or three drop kicks in this. Yeah. I'm used to four or five drop kicks where he hits it out of nowhere. We didn't get all the third act because of the injury, and they still had a great main event matchup. So I want to see them run it back. But Brian Danielson is unquestionably one of the greatest of all time for anyone that knows wrestling. Yeah, 100%. Look, you you covered the bases, man. He he can do it all, right? We, we've seen him do comedy. We've seen him be serious. We've seen him be a bully. We've seen him play the underdog. And how many, what, since he's been back in AEW, he's won a match, I think, 12 different ways. Like, like seriously, he, and he found a new way to win against Okada because he knows every submission hold in the book. It's it's absolutely uh, insane. A lot of people chiming in on the Mount Rushmore in the chat. Uh, Chase saying uh, Mount Rushmore is tougher for me. Uh, it's Taker, Flair, Cena, and Danielson. Um, Will McLean saying uh, for me, it's Danielson is not only on there, he is the first name on the list. Uh, M Casp uh, earlier who said uh, she bangs, she bangs, she bangs, best bangs in the biz. It's me. Uh, he threw not out. Uh, he threw out <laughs> modern day, right? Modern day Danielson, Omega, Okada, and reluctantly uh, John Cena. He says old school Flair, Hogan, Austin, Brett. Uh, never cared for Taker. Uh, he says. So, I mean, it, it's it's just one of those same. things. It's it's one of those things. But, like, you look at the longevity of Taker and what he meant to the business. Like, as Kate mentioned, it's such a nuanced question. There's so many different Mount Rushmores that you could actually do. It's almost impossible to just go, best four wrestlers of all time or top four yeah. wrestlers of all It's impossible. No. It's 100% impossible. But, but it is, it's even more impossible to laugh Brian Danielson out of the room on any of those, though. Like, I, at this yeah. stage of his career... Like I, what always impresses me about him and seeing him at the presser, I um, I was like actually very emotional because it, it's just, it was so obvious to see what a special person he is beyond the wrestler. Like it was, I, I've never been across a room from someone rose apart and had them so present with me while I was talking to them in a question, especially a stranger. Um, what what will always tip the scales in favor of Danielson to me is. He did it everywhere he went, and he went to drastically different environments in all of those places, right? So ROH is almost the opposite of WWE, and he was the guy in both of those places, like, indisputably. Even in times where people were authentically trying to make him not the guy, people were so undeniably behind him that they had to, right? So it, the fact that you are such an expert at your craft, and I know SP3 is on the same wavelength that I am with Zack Sabre Jr. He's he's creeping up in the same way, in, in my opinion, where it's like, seeing someone go into an environment of an independent room, a sold out arena, a sports entertainment style, a pro wrestling purist style and be the guy in all of those different environments and make an impact like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can make an argument against him being on someone's Mount Rushmore. That just feels off base. Uh, Caden Lee saying uh, Daniel Cena, Brett, and Terrence uh, from Florida uh, in his Mount it's Rushmore. Good and you know what? Look, I, 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 I never I had Terrence from Florida in my, in my Mount Rushmore anymore. But the reason why I said I never care for Undertaker is because I feel like the first decade of The Undertaker, he wasn't that good. It was all the character. And I, I'm a wrestling guy. If you're, you're going to be considered one of the best ever, you can't sure. have that far of a gap. The reason why I put I would put someone like Brian Danielson over him is because I thought Brian Danielson was the best wrestler in the world in 2005, and he's done nothing to get away from that. 
He's just had a retirement time off. That's that's the only things that stopped him from being the best I ever seen. So. Well, some people may try to keep him out of the best conversation. I don't think you're going to be able to keep what we saw out of Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega out of the best match ever uh, conversation. It was uh, art. It was poetry. It was theater at its finest. And it was one of those matches where I think about 30 minutes in, I'm sitting here going, holy shit, this is still going on. How is that not the finish? Wait, how is that not the finish? Outside of the Don Callis bullshit, right? Because he gets tossed from the match, but is somehow allowed to come back and then hang on the outside at the ref's discretion for uh, a long time. Outside of that, I'll, I'll I'll allow it. I'll let it slide, to be com- completely honest here. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, SP3, I'm interested on your rating for it, because I know you had uh, that that was coming out today. But Kate, as somebody who was in the building, who was there to watch this match, what was that like? It was... Unlike any other wrestling viewing experience that I've ever had from a pay-per-view perspective in a couple of ways, and some of that played into this Kenny and Will Ospreay match. So I I don't know if I've ever been in a building where the sound was as loud and consistent throughout the entire pay-per-view, except for that six man, um, as <laughs> as it was largely because of the the nature of the event. Um, I've, I've never been to a Starcade. I was not watching at that time. I was very young at that time. So I was never in a world's collide or anything in that regard. But um, like even from when Tana and MJF came out, there were people there that were rooting for everybody from New Japan. And there were people there that were rooting from everyone from AEW. And the most people were rooting for all of it. So what was really cool was you you still got your cheers and your booze. But the thing was, and and Osprey got booed mightily, right? But after it, people were just so in awe of the match that we saw. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I've heard such wall-to-wall reaction and the energy sustained in the way that I have at a pay-per-view um, because it just didn't really die down at any point. It made it feel like a damn rock concert, and it was incredible. Collision the night before in the main event was the same way. Uh, but for this particular match, what was so incredible to me was um, – not only did it sustain, but you could you collectively hear people catching their breath. Like I have not heard an arena go <gasps> so many times on a false finish and on that tiger driver for other reasons, obviously. But sure. like um I I was so amazed by how many people were just in the moment and to be in Kenny's backyard when it's happening. And to have all those false finishes feel like they were not put there to psych you out. Like it just felt so organic to what they were telling. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a really, really special thing because everybody in that building was there for a great wrestling show and they were going to play into heel and face stuff a- along the way. Um, you got, of course, the Canadian flag spot with Osprey where he was getting his ass booed so much. But like <laughs> so many people were just. I don't know if I've ever been at an experience where so many people in the moment you were in were aware of this is something legendary unfolding kind of Arthur Ashe when we got Kenny and Danielson, but this was like a different level than that because I think people know we're in the middle of a trilogy. This was so different than their first one in Wrestle Kingdom. Like this was just a really, really special um, thing to, to be at live because it, it was just so palpable. Um, it it was, it was weird. I said to Joel, who I was with, 
the crowd was so in it for this match and so high emotion. And then something happened with the energy in the room when Okada and Danielson came out where it almost switched into like more of this reverence where people were like, it, it, you could just feel it. I can't even describe like what in the crowd reaction changed, but this energy switched into just like, um, we're about to see one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time with Kenny and Osprey, And we saw that. And then with Omega and, Danielson, you heard Danielson say it at the presser, we could have pulled our pants down and, and the crowd would have been happy. But there was almost this acknowledgement of like, we're watching these people living their legendary moment in the Will Ospreay and Kenny match. And then when it switched to Danielson and Okada, it was like, these are two people that have already had such amount of legendary matches. Um, and now they're about to face off. And it just was almost like this, this very like respectful demeanor switched in the room. But People were were so aware of what we were seeing and those false finishes. I, I've never heard arenas collectively fight and and have these <gasps> moments like all around you. You could hear it. it was really, really such a, a special and unique to itself moment really was. Yeah, I mentioned when Final Countdown hit, I was afraid I was going to wake up my kids. It was doubly as much when that Tiger Driver hit because just natural reaction just spewing out of my mouth was about four or five obscenities <laughs> just boom 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 in a row like a damn sailor but uh damn man yeah the the false finishes everything from callus bringing in the screwdriver to the end there and uh, i there's 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 too many spots to even try to go back and 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 relive it, it, sp3 it all just works so well together <sighs> I don't know what I can say that Kate and you didn't already say, but I, I, I'll say the Mount Rushmore of sequels, Terminator 2, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, The Dark Knight, Osprey Omega 2. Those are the Mount Rushmore of sequels I have seen in my lifetime. So you're saying it's At, cinema is what I just heard. I just want to be cinema. I just wanted to make cinema. sure I heard that correctly. Dude, I can write it down. I can write it down and people would be like, that's a movie arc of the of the hero, the national hero, Kenny Omega versus the, the evil villain who hates the, the, the nation. He goes against him. You also got the, the, the evil scientist that used to be the manager of the national hero on the outside with security. And he tries to get him, the, the, he gets thrown out. And then the, the, the villain gets revenge on the hero for the last time they fought each other and busses him open in the same fashion that the hero did against him, but then our hero busses him open on a steel steps DDT oh. on his skull. Oh. Then you get mixed martial arts with strikes going down, MMA exchanges, submissions. You have the evil villain pulling out the Canadian flag and wiping his ass with it. He's doing the national uh, submission of the sharpshooter on yeah. our hero. Our hero is able to come back and he looks like he's on the way to victory. And then the evil scientist comes back out hands him the the kryptonite the kryptonite needle which is the screwdriver because if you notice honey omega's last three losses screwdriver 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 that's the <laughs> kryptonite to kenny omega he yep. stabs him in the head he hits his finisher that no one has ever even kicked out oh or had my foot god on the rope against the stormbreaker. holy shit and he he puts his foot on the rope, and then the evil scientist says, "Use his best friend's finisher against him. That will really get to him." Hits him with the best friend finisher, and then gives him the one ring angel and Excalibur's call 
Oh my God. I don't know if Kate's watched it back, but Excalibur's call yet. was perfect because he says, No one kicks out of what? <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck just happened? Revolution 2020 got talked finally. He kicked out at what? He kicked out at one. And then just the final moments the, the Crofts Wrath, the Tiger Driver 91, or the Storm Driver 93, as he's coming in, and then another Stormbreaker 1, 2, 3. That was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. I, I said it on True Hill He, I'll say it here. Austin versus Brett, WrestleMania 13. This match, Wrestle Kingdom 17 between these two guys and Okada Omega 4, all the four greatest matches I've ever seen. The only four times I've broken I've broken a five-star scale. Yes, my star rating is better than Uncle Dave's because I've only broken four times, not 60 million times. So those are the four <laughs> greatest matches i ever seen in my life, and this might be the greatest series of matches between two guys because Okada and, and Omega had nothing but five-star matches to me and one six-star match. These guys had two six-star matches in one year. It's ridiculous. Will Ospreay may be pound for pound, one of the greatest wrestlers I ever seen, but Kenny Omega has had three of the most incredible years in wrestling history. His 2017 with the trilogy against Okada, the G1 Climax Finals against Tensuya Naito, uh, 2018 when he wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in the greatest match I ever seen. The only seven stars I ever gave out is Omega and Okada, uh, Omega and Okada 4, and then he had the matches with the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bugs. He had the G1 Climax where he had nothing but five-star matches with Naito Goto, Ishii, uh, that was one of the incredible years. But this year, I think it's already over. I think Freed of the Year, Match of the Year, Wrestler of the Year is already over. Omega could take the next couple of months off. He would still win <laughs> Wrestler of the Year because he's had these two matches, the Anarchy in the Arena, the Vikingo match, the 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 uh, the tr the tr trios, Game 7 with Death Triangle. He is the Wrestler of the Year right now. It's unprecedented what he's been able to accomplish. And like I said, Brian Danielson is, in my opinion, greatest of all time, my favorite of all time. Kenny Omega is the first guy to make me question that because I think I love Kenny Omega as much as I love Brian Danielson because this man makes art on a whole different level when it comes to professional wrestling. And I will just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think, too, um, even with the Don Callis stuff, one thing I feel like that was done a lot better with this pay-per-view than last. And last year I know was just so snake bitten by injuries. Poor Adam Cole is just cursed at this event. I know. I feel for the guy. Oh, just brutal. But I, I do think that I, I, the dog Callis stuff wasn't for me, but because this match was so different than the first one, I didn't mind it as yeah. much. And I will also say, I, I feel like overall this pay-per-view accomplished something that's really cool, which is that each company through these matches is taking their stars back to their own respective stories a layer deeper. Okada tapping out when he's running roughshod over these young guys trying to get respect for him. They're, they're going to be able to turn around and say, you just tapped out to a guy who broke his arm. Um, yeah, Sonata yeah. with Jungle Boy. I, I think you have this, this similar thing, right? Where it's just like, uh, he was dismissive of Jungle Boy the whole time and he walks out champion. Um, this and is beats another him with his secondary, his secondary finisher. <laughs> his secondary finisher, like 
um, Kojima and Punk was just hysterical to me because now the the whole conversation is about the 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 balls spot. But I do think he did um, apologize for that. I have that in the uh, setup here. He did hysterical. apologize for hitting Punk in the meat and two veg there. Hysterical, <laughs> but, people, but in this people case, discover too, Kojima's actually better than Tadahashi right now. And I didn't say that, that years a, ago, but that's a, is. Ta, Tana's was that was that was a tough one. That was kind of a tougher pill to swallow, I think, for a lot of New Japan fans that were like, he's on the the other side of the ace dumb. But but with this, like Don Callis getting involved, that allows AEW to go a layer deeper in their own story that they're building out with Don Callis against Kenny Omega, right? Like yeah. I didn't like it, but from a wrestling standpoint, I can't say it was a bad idea. Other than from the perspective of he got ejected and was still around, that stuff will always drive me crazy. Yeah. But sending him out there, you're sowing this whole story that he's building his own Heenan family, right? So yeah. I just felt like both sides accomplished a lot in what they're taking back to their respective promotions after this event, where last time it felt like a collision of all stars, nobody was really pulling anything out. Orange Cassidy now has another thing, right? Where he got his ass beat, he's more injured, but he retained. That's like another feather mm -hmm. in the cap of his title reign. So many really, really great things here where both promotions benefited from both the wins and the losses, which is almost impossible really to accomplish on, on an, a level other than this. Because they basically, if you looked at the card, 50-50 it, and it was for the best for each promotion. That takes a, a meticulous amount of planning. So, uh, But yeah, that was, that was an unbelievable match. And uh, gosh, I don't even know what you do with a third one, but I'm sure they're going to do it at Wembley. <laughs> Oh, I, I was gonna say we got we got frantic world in the chat saying Kenny Will was so amazing. I hope we see uh match three uh at all in MCAS saying even Bischoff was impressed. Uh Callis should without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.